0: Welcome to Kessel Run Collecting, I'm your host, Derek. This episode's main topic was going to be all about our personal Grail collectibles, but after we recorded it, I took a look at the timestamp, stamp, and in the words of Wedge Antilles, the size of that thing. so I decided to cut the chatter in half. This episode will be recent news, and the Grail episode will be released as its own episode, and will actually be dropping very, very soon. So, what do you get lately, Matt?
1: Uh, let me see. Well, my couple of Throns came in. And I just today got my Morgan Elizabeth and my HK87 Assassin's. Creed. I haven't opened them yet, but I did open one of the Throns, and it is glorious in all of its credibility. Um, yeah, it's so
0: good. Yeah, I haven't gotten anything new since last show. Um, uh... I actually picked out some more stuff I'm getting rid of, actually. (laughs) Well, one of them is my uh, 30th anniversary collection, Revan. Because I'm like, I'm not going to need him because we have a new one coming. That's far superior, so Mm. have him him up for sale. And without a stand, he does not stand worth crap. It's like the the weight on that figure is is very top-heavy.
1: I have yet Mm -hmm. to... I need to go do a go replay. I think you'd like it, Chris. Um, it's, it was a, it's a long game, but he has some good stories and good lore in it.
2: Yeah. I got to get back into, um, I had started playing the first game with the, what's the, Cal yeah. Cal Kestis, Um, and I never got a chance to get back to that either. As far as, um, new stuff for me, I didn't pick up much, but I did, we stopped at a comic store and I saw the Dark Droids comics, and so I got the first couple of issues of that. And I got one alternate cover that's um, R2-D2, and it's all chromy. It looks really cool.
0: I recently attended the Green Castle Toy Show. Now, this is a toy show held once a month in Green Castle, PA, and it's, it's small. <laughs> it was uh, just kind of one small room. And it's one of those shows where it's just one day for maybe six hours. I think they had 80 tables there that they advertised. Uh, had a pretty good variety. Modern figures, diecast cars. There was even a booth with trains. I did pick up a modern Star Wars figure for a dollar because I needed part of it for a custom. And then one guy had a mouse droid that, I'll say a mouse droid container. <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what it, was originally intended for. It was not full scale. It was maybe a foot long. And the top had like a little hatch that I guess you could store things in. And then it had like a leather carry handle, almost like a like a purse in a way. And he told me it was from uh I guess it was from Galaxy's Edge. Not sure what its original intent was for. Maybe just a literally a carry box. And he wanted $15 for it and I was, because I love mouse droids, I was kind of tempted to pick it up for 15 bucks, And then I saw on the back it had an impact break where, you know, it almost looks like it fell on something or it got punched or something right in the back. And it stress cracked it where the crack is all the way through, but it's not like caved in. But you could definitely see the crack was there and discolored. And so once I saw the damage, it was an easy pass for me. But anyway, it is maybe about a 45-minute to an hour drive from me. Having now seen it, it's one of those things, unless you're in the area or not too far, it's probably not worth going to it. Uh, I don't think you're going to see anything so fantastic that you haven't seen anywhere else. So, um, But now I've seen it, and the admission was free. The building where it's held in, the owners are the ones running the show. They apparently are like an events show. So this is their own building, and I'm guessing this is just a way where they get use out of their building throughout the years, holding different events there. But anyway, that was the story of my little trip there. Now we're going to get into some Hasbro news, and Matt, I'm going to let you take the lead on this.
1: Yo, okay. Hey, everybody. Um, Okay, so the Hasbro news. Um... Well, if you've been following Star Wars Hasbro news, then you know that uh, about a, a couple of days ago, Hasbro announced a new three and three quarter. Well, they called it four inch line because that's what the new kind of business lingo was called. Three and three quarter, the one eighteenth scale, which technically one eighteenth scale is four inches, but as we know, it as three and three quarter it is actually technically in the middle there. Any anyway, it's just all semantics. Um, a new three and three quarter line for Star Wars in the five POA style that I, when I first heard about, I was like, oh dear. So I looked at it. It's it's not going to be, I don't believe it's going to be a deep line. I'm showing my screen now. Well, for those you don't want to look at, you can go to the lovely site yakface.com. It's a very you know, very basic line doing mostly heroes and your well-known famous characters, uh, Luke, Vader, Ahsoka, the Mandalorian, a few others. I really don't know what to think because I doubt we'll get, ever get any like backgrounders in this line. We had, we've had five POA multiple times. Uh, each time it, it, when he, when it had movies to back it up, you know, it did it did kind of okay if the movie was okay. When a certain pre uh, sequel trilogy movie was not good, those things rotted. I won't say any more than that. Those of you that know me know who that, what that one might be. Uh, a lot of collectors are wondering if this is going to take resources away from the, the vintage collection. And I, myself, I think everything takes away from resources from the vintage collection. I'm just an old crotch old man, though. I don't, I'm not hating on it, if they want, if it's trying to get the kids involved. I, I'm wondering if this is going to kill the actual little kid. What's the little kid's line called? Like, Galaxy of Adventures or something like that? Uh,
3: yeah, it's something like involved. that.
1: Because Gal- Now, something that I did catch that I did like, the price was range from $10 to $35. So I'm figuring your basic figure is $10 for a 5POA figure. They, this is the price they put 5POA right at the end before it died. for a figure is not that good of a price, guys. I don't care what people say. Oh, $10 isn't what it used to be. When, three years ago? Five years ago? No, it is. We all know things aren't as good as everyone is, as certain men in suits are telling us they are. And $10 for a figure, unless it's somebody I focus on or really have to have, I'm going to pass it by. However, the $35 range was for possible vehicles in a $35 range depending on the vehicle I might look at those a second time and maybe pick one up if they're not if they're not crazy and nerfed out like the ones back in 2016 were with all like the hidden nerf darts and everything on them uh, I mean I can take a plainly painted vehicle that without a lot of crap on it and customize it into something I can use so I'm not totally hating on that so we'll have to see it's uh these are due to come out in January of next year, actually in a few months.
0: Well, my take on it is you know, this isn't the first time they've done this. This this has been like half a dozen go-arounds, it feels like, with them dipping into a 5 POA line, usually does not last all that long. And I agree with the pricing. Ten dollars for 5 POA figure, you can pay just a couple bucks more and get a super articulated. Jurassic park figure with additional accessories. So, uh, the price isn't anything to like hoot and holler about. You're still, if this is geared towards kids, which supposedly it is, you're still asking adults and parents to pony up $10 for a little piece of plastic. And I, and I'm not sure cause I don't collect it. Uh, the other kid line, I'm not sure what the price points are on those. Obviously, the figures are a little bit smaller. But if you're looking at something for a kid and you have limited posability, you could maybe get a small vehicle with a figure in that other line without paying all that much more than a figure here. Again, I may be wrong about that because I have no idea what the pricing is on that other line, but it seems like they just keep trying this over and over. And it's never like, it's never like knock it out of the park successful. So I'm not quite sure why they're attempting this again. It's kind of like, how many, how many times does it have to flounder for them to say, you know what, maybe this isn't the best use of our resources. But Hasbro does have a trend on doing some really ridiculous things. My hope, obviously, I don't want it to take away from Vintage, but... If we try to look at it optimistically, could this be a good thing? Okay, so let's say you can get a bunch of those sold. Is that money that would otherwise be left on the table because kids and adults buying for kids are not going to buy them vintage collection and they're not going to necessarily buy them black series, but this is some sort of income that Hasbro could get that otherwise they wouldn't be getting at all because they don't have anything in that price point area. You know, again, like I said, that's trying to be an optimist about it. The color scheme on the card art, not a big fan. It looks a lot like Resistance, where it's just overly colorful, but again, geared towards kids. As far as the vehicles go, one thing that can be said sometimes about cheap vehicles is if you do a good paint job on them, You can make them look a lot better than they are. Uh, Because I've done this with a couple vehicles that I got real cheap, and you slap a coat of paint on them, and it looks like it's worth two, three times what it is. Uh, For example, the Buzz Lightyear ships, which are actually made for a little bit bigger figure, but I've seen people take those and repaint them and make them into Star Wars ships. And some of them look awesome. Okay, and that's just throwing a coat of paint on it. So th- there is some potential where some cheaper vehicles could maybe be picked up and used for vintage collection with some tweaks. Obviously we'll have to wait and see what they what they come out
1: with. As the only person here with actual children, Chris, w- let me ask you <laughs> what uh would it entice you if the girls were into Star Wars? Or like what ages were they into like really cheaper kind of, big, kind of toys.
2: I can tell you that when you have children, unless you are seriously strapped for money, which some people probably aren't in these days. I mean, uh, when Shopkins came out, Shopkins were stupid expensive. I mean, you know, it, what they really, really liked and what enjoyed, um, you know, we typically tried to, to get them. So Hasbro might get away with charging a little bit more. <laughs> if it's something that, they're interested in but you know it has to be one of those things that really kind of takes off
1: you know i I would say the baby yoda one probably will take off because to the just just last week we were in a target and i walked by this guy this uh guy and her little his little daughter daughter, and she's holding a foot and a half tall almost as big as like half her body baby yoda stuffed squishy a plushy is she loved Baby Yoda? And I, when I was like, yeah, Baby Yoda, and the guy was, and, and the other person I came up this guy who was like, yeah. So that one, I could see that figure taking off, even though we old cranky adults are tired of Baby Yoda, we've seen him so many times. Kids often it takes kids a few years to get, to get tired of stuff, and even then, sometimes they don't. We're still not tired of Star Wars. So, well, this line, one thing
0: it could potentially do that would maybe be a good thing. Because I was thinking about this the other day. Who takes over for us? When we're all gone, who takes over the mantle of the collector? Because right now, it seems to be people in our age range who are the collectors. Not so much the kids. They're, you know, they're all about video games, technology, all this other stuff. And we grew up in the golden age of the action figure and you know so many awesome toy lines and everything and the kids growing up today like even the ones that are fans of star wars are they someday going to be in their 30s and 40s and they're still collecting i don't know and this having a cheaper item like this maybe is a way where it's an entry point to something a little a little bit more affordable Uh, that kids can get into and grow up to be collectors. Cause I, I wonder when we're all gone, the next generation, they'll just be like, Hey, maybe there's some more old collectors I can sell this crap to. You know, I, I don't know if they would want to hold on to it. If they, if they're going to collect the way we collect, because if you think about it, even our parents' generation didn't collect the way that our generation collects now.
1: Like plastic cracking addicts. So these might be a gateway drug for the next generation. Uh, yes. th-
0: that's what that's what I'm saying. I don't know if, if it will be. that. This could be something that is kind of unique to our generation. Because like I said, our parents, they weren't collecting the way we collect. You didn't walk into a room and they're like, oh, here's 5,000 figures I have on a <laughs> shelf. I collected them just because I like them. About the closest you might be able to come to that is the people that were in the train records.
1: records, trains, baseball cards. And
0: you could also make the argument that, okay, you go back a generation or two, say two generations ago. It, now you're dipping into uh world war II era. Like they had more concerns going on in their life rather than accumulating little figures. And you go back even further and you have the depression. So and then you go beyond that, and it's, it's like a totally different universe. So either we are the beginning of this type of hobby, or we're going to be unique.
1: For, for action figure collecting, we are the second generation where it really started to take off. Because we know 12-inch was there. Barbie and G.I. Joe were 12-inch there. And there are Barbie and G.I. Joe vintage 12-inch collectors. I agree to a point.
2: I think today's or at least my kids' generation is you know their most of their stuff that they do is online that they get excited about. So they're playing Roblox, they're playing Stardew Valley, they're playing, you know, Genshin Impact and stuff like that. But that that being said, you know, most of their items are virtual, but they do still get excited about some things. So like they really loved stranger things. And um, for Christmas a lot of times, you know, we got them things, the surprise packs that I know Matt gets annoyed with, (laughs) but the surprise packs, they absolutely adored those. So I could see them in 30 years, you know, going, you know, through flea markets or toy shows or or whatever and seeing something like that and being like, Oh my gosh, I remember this. And you know, like they do collect some of those things. Now they do collect records. Uh, Vinyl is back in. And so they are, um, they have started collecting that as well.
1: Uh, You know, dude, I would say, look at Power Rangers. And to a point, Transformers. That's because Power Rangers came well after Star Wars, and there are some kids that are deep into Power Rangers, same as Jurassic Park. Um, well, and adults that are doing that too because they're younger. They're a younger generation for Power Rangers, but you know they they adore that stuff. And you know we were what in our tw- in our late teens, early twenties by the time Power Rangers came out.
0: Yeah, I was I was working my first job. I was seventeen when Power Rangers kind of hit it really really big i was working at toys for us oh so (laughs) so i know what it was like to have people looking for power rangers and there aren't any on the shelves there's only the monsters (laughs) nice
1: yeah so i think as chris said much more stuff is much more virtual now so up until we were really able to make a real virtual community with the internet and a community community-based things they could do together like mmorpgs and things like that so in that era before that, there's going to be that those collectors, uh, the anime fans. They're never going to stop. Stop. Well, I I think the, the other. I think there's
0: also like two different types of adult collectors. There's the adult collectors that collected as kids and just never really stopped a hundred percent. Which I would be in that category. Like there was always something I was collecting. Like even if I kind of got out of. Some of the stuff they didn't make anymore you know then i moved on to trading cards and i moved on to coins and i moved on to comics and then i would stop something and then i would start something new and then when star wars figures came back i was right back in so that little bit of time between kenner and hasbro i never a hundred percent really stopped collecting something And there were other figures coming out, too. Like, I would pick up, you know, they had some X-Files figures, and, you know, I got a couple of those, Matrix, you know, got a couple of those some random stuff like that. And then there's also the adult collector that kind of just when they became a young adult, they just cut it off. They weren't doing any more collecting. And then it wasn't until 10, 20 years later, they started getting into picking up stuff from their childhood. So I think those are kind of like the two categories and I could almost see more of the younger generation now going up through adulthood, not collecting anything and then start and actually starting later in life. But then again, Mm. if they didn't have that stuff when they were young and all the stuff they had was mainly virtual and that kind of stuff, well, where is the nostalgia for them to pick up a physical item? I don't know if it's going to be there. It makes you think, you know. We gr- we grew up. It was a great time to be. It was a great time to be a kid.
1: Well, us and a little bit of the generation after us, up and through the early '90s, were the last insular generation. We're the last generation that didn't have worldwide communication at our fingertips. So we were still insulated in our ideas and wants and likes that were fed to us by corporations, governments our own parents because we didn't have that information so readily available as easy So i mean some parents and kids did that had very deep pockets that could take their kids all over the world and experience different cultures and such like that but for your normal average you know american middle middle class kid you didn't have that so and that's who it was based. so we had to like we couldn't go online and see our adventures we had to make them up in our head and our in our hands with what what toys and things we could we could craft with or comic books
0: yeah so i figure the the worst that can really happen with this it's obviously you're not going to have vintage collection fans like jumping over on this or whatever this will probably not last very long hopefully some good like i said comes out of it but if it doesn't if this falls flat on space i don't see it being that big of a negative impact on everything else so It is what it is. That's kind of my opinion on it. Hopefully someone gets something out of it. With that, let's get into something called the last figure standing. Matt, do you want to describe to people what what this is? Because it's a little bit more than just a normal fans choice poll. It's a little bit more detailed than that.
1: Yeah, so this is not in, in any way endorsed by Hasbro, though... It's been hinted at that, you know, Haswell themselves hints, they watch our March the March Madness count uh bracket and they talked and John Rico put this together. He runs this SWTBC Facebook group. And him in, in collaboration with some other websites, uh Yak Face, Fosk's Bounty, uh Bantha Skull, are doing a thing where unlike the the bracket in March, which is your top twenty-five, which you want an all-new skull for, this is where if you want a figure, it de- it doesn't have to be all new sculpt. It can be a kit bash. It can have limited articulation. It just you want ten figures. It can be a straight repaint. It's just it can be a remade figure they made three years ago. If You didn't like um, a figure we got three years ago. Let's say the ma- or Mandalorian, the original Mandalorian figure came out, and you wanted to remake that exact same figure again with just like more articulation or less articulation that just background characters, comics, books, anything, anything. Any kind of figure you want from any kind of media can be any kind of figure doesn't have to be all new, doesn't have to be super rich, just just anything for your top 10. And um they're doing a vote, they're going to have a vote uh every week and the top votes of each 10 get tallied and the top 10 of all the votes goes on to the next week and until it, it runs all the way down. I think um It'll be on the, the the Star Wars Facebook group uh, p- Facebook page. I think the results will also be on all the company websites as well. I did Shadows of the Empire. I did Vintage Comics. I did Backgrounders. Yeah, I, I actually
0: picked... My my picks were kind of all over the place. But before we get into our list, I did have a visit with my collecting therapist, Dr. Dodon, oh no. the other day. Nice. And this topic came up, and since she has a habit of recording all her sessions, I don't know why she keeps doing that, but I do have some audio that I'd like to share.
3: Hi Eric, how are you doing? It's been a while since we've had a visit.
0: I'm actually doing pretty well. My focus and my collecting priorities have been changing, and I'm okay with that. There's even this fun little thing a bunch of the Star Wars collecting sites are doing that I think it's going to be pretty cool, called Last Figure Standing.
3: It sounds like a contest to see which action figure doesn't fall over in an earthquake.
0: That's an oddly specific, yet reasonable, conclusion based on the title. But no, it's basically a fan's choice poll, where anyone can submit a list of ten figures that they want to see made in the vintage collection. And then all the figures go through a series of illumination rounds to find a winner.
3: That does sound like fun.
0: But I know what's going to happen. A ton of collectors are going to put the Tonica sisters on their list.
3: Hey, they're from the Cantina, right?
0: Nice to see you're doing your research, Doc. Yes, they are. And we collectors have been asking for those two characters for years. Years. They routinely end up high in every figure pull, but we have yet to get them.
3: Why is that? You could get two figures that share most of the same tooling.
0: Wow, you are learning about the hobby. Are you flirting with me with all the tooling talk?
3: Sorry. I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable.
0: No? I'm actually a little turned on now.
3: Okay, then. You were talking about the Tonica sisters.
0: Yeah, so anyway, supposedly Hasbro can't make them for some convoluted legal reasons that supposedly do or don't exist. It's kinda like nobody really knows. But at this point, I'm done asking. Hasbro knows the Collector Demand is there. At this point, it's a wasted vote. But there is another figure who's going to be on a lot of people's lists, too.
3: And who's that? Sim Alu. Tim-a-who?
0: No. Sim Alu.
3: I don't know who that is.
0: Of course you don't. He's nobody. Remember the scene on the second Death Star where the Emperor is talking to a bunch of old guys in robes? Vaguely. Similu is one of those guys.
3: And why does everyone want a figure of him?
0: No one does. At least not in their top ten most wanted. Not really. There's no Similu fan club. Nobody says, Wow, that Similu scene was amazing. No one is waiting for the Similu spin-off movie. Who played him in the movie? Nobody knows. Maybe he should have gotten an Oscar for Best Performance of a Pasty-Faced Old Guy in a non-speaking role. But I'll tell you why people want him. They don't care about the figure. They care about checking a damn box. What do you mean? Back when Kenner made the original Star Wars line of figures, they made Similu. Only then, he was simply called Imperial Dignitary. Or, as my cousin and I called him, the Purple Pope. Since then, Hasbro has released updated versions of every one of those original characters, except Simaloo.
3: So that's what you meant by checking a box.
0: Exactly. Simply checking him off a list is as important to some people as the figure itself. Hasbro could sculpt a Similu figure out of moldy cheese and card it and people would buy it just to check that box. See, people need to stop asking why Hasbro hasn't made him, And start asking themselves why Kenner did. That's the real question. I mean, he came out in the same series of figures as Luke in Stormtrooper disguise. They could have simply tooled a new Han Solo head and boom, now you have Han in Stormtrooper disguise. Instead, they gave us the Purple Pope. Would you buy him? Of course I would, but not because he checks the box. And not if he was made out of moldy cheese. But just like the Tonica sisters, Hasbro knows collectors want this figure, and I see no reason to waste a vote on him.
3: Well, I'm glad to see things are going good with your collecting journey. and glad to see you having fun. Call me whenever you want to talk again.
0: Yeah, um, I would actually love to talk with you about tooling again. Maybe over dinner?
3: Uh... I think we should keep things professional between us.
0: You're probably right. Worth a shot.
3: There's <laughs> something said.
0: You know, there's uh, a couple figures
1: that aren't going to be on my list. Well, you'd be surprised because some people are putting some of you on their list. So, uh,
0: oh, I know they are. Which, which no, was yeah. my
1: whole point. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hasbro knows it doesn't matter if he makes number one on that list, it's not telling them anything they do not already know.
1: Yeah, yep, yep. And
0: like I said, everyone that wants him, it's not because, oh, he's a cool character. It's all, he's one of the 96. We need him. <laughs> By the way, I have nothing against anyone that puts him on their <laughs> list. That's fine. They can do it if they really want to, for whatever reason they do. I just find it kind of silly because i'm also not the type of collector that you know is obsessed with numbers some people are just obsessed with numbers like well for example like that mouse and salacious crumb you know it's like ah oh, you know they're numbered and i can't get it it drives them crazy it's like i just don't have the attachment to collecting all these numbers and stuff it's like no just give me a cool figure agreed I want to go down the list, but unlike most of our top 10 lists where we alternate between us, why don't we just take turns? Each one of us can go through our top 10. Um, All right, who wants to go first? Chris, do you want
2: to go? Sure. All right. So my number 10 is Night Mother from Ahsoka. Um, I also would like Naughty, the Naughty from Ahsoka, from Andor, Bix, Killeen, uh from Bad Batch, Omega, from Andor, Major Partagas, Andor Mon Mothma in the gold dress, Andor Luthen Rail, Andor Luthen Rael in his disguise, Andor Daedra Miro, and then um, from Mandalorian, Baby Yoda in the ID-11 suit.
1: I see you like this
2: show called Andor. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I love Andor. Andor is probably we have a lot
0: of new media on there too. A majority of what you had, I think, was
1: uh, pretty much new media. Yeah, I'm not going to go lie. There's some new media. There's a, Mine has heavy new media in, in the front. You want to go, Matt? Oh, yeah, sure. All right. So my top ten. Give me a to find it here again. All right. So similar to Chris, my number one figure is Imper- ISB Imperial Dedra Metro, which, you know, that would mean a female Imperial officer, which they could repaint and remake a ton of figures yep. with. Number two is Luthan Rail, from andor with removable hair so you could do the costume it might not be <laughs> removable. Right? that that would be a new
0: one yeah instead, instead of a removable hat or helmet removable hair well You're as you know another level
1: yeah well as you know most of the new figures the hair isn't sculpted on anymore it's a removable yeah. piece now that so actually would
0: be kind of cool but if the outfit can't change with it well i a mean problem
1: they he was in he's in different outfits getting redressed. He can just like or that part when he's in the ship trying to get into character. That was a great part of Android. Really. Yeah. Um of course these next two are also from New Media. The two we should have already had, Shin Hati and Balin Skull from Ahsoka. Yeah. I am not a huge Jedi space wizardy guy, but those two needed to be made so we can give some antagonists to our Sabine and Ahsoka figures. Number five was from A New Hope, the Tonica Sister, (parentheses S, Tonica Sisters. If they want to make one because they can't get the loot rights to the one, you know, just make one, I'll repaint it. I don't care how it gets done. bash something, get it done. Number six, I would love a Dash Grindar from Shadows of the Empire. You big, huge uh, shoulder pads and all. Number seven, I want a realistic version of Asajj Ventress, Dooku's Apprentice, from her Clone Wars appearance, but not that kind of weird one we got in those white boxes from that had her like with, I don't know, weird proportions. I want a remake of that figure, just straight remake it, and then we already have it, I don't care. Number eight was from Heir of the Empire, Captain Mazik, who we've talked about before on this show. He's the uh, guy with the has the uh, he red goggles, and he has the uh, the toothpick. He's the, one of the leaders of one of the pirate gangs. He's the one who uh, has that knight sister. Well, they're not called knight sister. They're the singing mountain clan warrior with him as his personal bodyguard. Figure number nine from Mandalorian season three. I want either Vane, who is supposedly going to show up later, or the big, huge, um, the big captain, the big seaweed guy one of those two guys because i'm uh, probably Vane, because Vane's going to be in the in the um in that new series what is it the skeleton crew he's supposed to show up there so I won't yeah well i
0: think the other advantage to him over the captain i mean they're both cool i would buy both of them but he works as like a leader but also is just like a background
1: guy uh, i'm gonna build a background yeah a lot of the guys look alike too yeah. the, the, the captain would like really
0: stand out as like you put him in a group of other characters and he just like the focus is gonna tend to draw to him. Yep.
1: Um, agreed. And then my final one was got also given and got in the Black Series five years ago, but we don't have yet. But he'd have to be either a deluxe or he had have to come with a bunch of accessories just to make a regular card, or be someone's accessory. And I want Babu Frick. Or I want his little race that You know, our little guys. They're basically the doozers of the Star Wars universe. That's what I want. Rise of Skywalker or Mandalorian Season 3, depending on which version of them you want to make. Mm. But I want my doozers so I can pretend like they're making stuff. Um, And that's my list.
0: All right, so here's mine. And one thing I did is I immediately discarded a lot of new media stuff because it could be fairly likely that we're going to get Balin, that we might get Shin, that we'll get Luthin, Mon Mothma. So there's a whole bunch that I would love to get from Andor and Ahsoka, but I have a feeling that, especially with Andor getting another season, Ahsoka's probably going to get another season, it's fairly likely that we are going to see some of those characters. So I figured, you know what, I'm not going to waste my time on that. But what I will lean in a little bit more heavy on is Old EU, because Ooh. outside of some sort of fan poll like this, these are characters we will probably never have a chance to get unless we show Hasbro there is demand for them. And you could say, well, okay, the Black Series heir to the Empire set that they recently announced, that's Old EU. But you can also see where Hasbro is going to be able to reuse a lot of tooling on it, too. So they might just be seeing it as a way to get more money out of the molds they have. So number one, which they uh, they very likely are going to do, uh, especially because they recently announced the A New Hope Leia is going to get redone finally. And that is A New Hope Tatooine Luke. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, we had this figure a million times but the problem is they have never gotten it 100% right. There is always something that is off about it. Either the likeness is horrible, which we know they can do virtually bang on at, at this point. The last Luke we really got was the resurgence of the Jedi one which looks okay but like his torso looks disproportionately large to the legs. It, it no. No. We we need a definitive Tatooine Luke next to Darth Vader, probably like the most iconic character and look that they have in that outfit. So we need him, number one. Number two, Mud Trooper. We've only Ooh. ever gotten the Mud Trooper in 5POA and we know they already have parts where they can do a Mud Trooper because they did the uh, I don't know what vehicle Mayfeld and Din were disguised as the they're not The driver
1: is yeah, they're not the big, huge, like, uh, roller drivers.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure what kind of driver outfit it's supposed to be. But, so they already have a lot of the tooling to do those characters. And it's an ideal character to do. It's an army builder. They could even do a troop building pack with it. Gotta get the mud trooper out there. Number three is another one that would work good as an army builder. And I know this isn't one of people's favorite troopers, but I really like from Solo, the patrol trooper that was on Corellia. I like how they kind of have the black accents, and it it almost more looks like a cop sort of stormtrooper. Again, we only have a 5 POA version of that from the Solo line. I'd love to have an articulated one. A lot of troopers reuse parts. Whether it's a back plate, a chest plate, shin plates. I think, except for the helmet and maybe the chest plate, I think they might have all the parts to do this already. Once again, it's something they could even do an army builder pack if they chose to. That's my number three. Uh, number four is New Media. I think she has a very, a very cool look, uh, and that is Sana Staros from oh, yeah. Marvel Comics. She, she also made my list as uh, an EU figure from one of our previous shows we did. She also made that list. Number five, Dash Rendar. Oh, yeah. Yes, we need a new Dash Rendar. He would just look awesome with what they can do with the Vintage Collection. One Dash Rendar. Also, from Shadows of the Empire, number six, Guri. Uh, I knew that was Yep. So we need her. Number seven, Admiral Dalla. Now, before you say, hey, that's great because you can get multiple female Imperial officers, you want I specifically want the unique jumpsuit version. However, I will not complain if they make her in the uh in just the regular Imperial outfit. And hey, they could even do a army builder set include like admiral Dalla in that outfit and they could reuse the head from the jumpsuit version kind of like how they have two versions of piet you know the single carded and not uh you could throw a new Yasan isard in there dedra i know, you know show, we talked about not having a lot of main face characters in army builder packs but if it was the only way we could get them that would be cool. Get a bunch of, like, main character female officers out there.
2: That would be cool for, like, a Breast Cancer Awareness Month campaign or something. Oh,
1: yeah. They would like, all have to be, like pink or something? Well, no, just, like, if you did an all-female Imperial set, Yasani Isard, Juno Eclipse, Dejamiro, Admiral Dala.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd love it. I'd buy it. Me too. Uh, uh My number eight Assage Ventress, it is well overdue. They're making Deku. Come on, give us Assage Ventress in the vintage collection. I,
1: I will say that people that have got that new um, Morgan Elsbeth, underneath the dress. Her legs are very Assage That might be a. That, way that that's again. what a
0: lot of people are saying. She's got very Assage legs. I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> my number nine now this is going to seem like a weird one and i think part of it was i was just walking around looking at my collection trying to pick stuff out but jack
1: porkins really
0: yeah now they did do an articulated version of him i think it was legacy collection but he was in a battle pack that now the figures from that battle pack go for stupid amounts of money now and That version of him, he looked a little bit more like Steve Sansweet, like the face sculpt. Didn't look as much like Porkins as the the Power of the Jedi version did. But with that body type, they could maybe get away with a Carson Tava too. I think Carson Tava isn't quite as heavy as Porkins is, but maybe if they split the difference, they can reuse that tooling and get two figures out of it. So there is that benefit. You know, right now, you either have a Porkins that is 5 POA or you have the one that hardly anyone has because he's, like, super expensive. Whatever. I know, probably (laughs) kind of a weird pick, but he's there. Number 10, I thought I don't have any droids on my list. What droids do they still need to make? And this one, I did go to Andor with B2 EMO. Uh,
1: Yeah. Do you have the Disney Parks version?
0: I thought the only way they did him was in uh, six-inch. Like, it was like a six-inch
1: two-pack, right? They did, but they also did a three-and-three-quarter. Well, Disney Parks did a, did a three-and-three-quarter one. Kind of like
0: they did with the, the, chopper. the chopper. Yeah. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I got it. It's um came out back when the show first came out. Back you're, you're now. I,
0: I, I wonder how much it goes for now. I'll have to, I'll have to keep my eyes open for that now. Nice to know. So anyway, that's my list. And uh, it'll be curious to see how this goes. I know that some of these old EU things are really a long shot, especially because they're going up against Simulu. Ah, jeez. And they're going up against the <laughs> Tonica Sisters. Which, like I said, I think they're wasted votes. Hasbro knows there's nothing more w- there's nothing more we can say. About demanding those figures that they're going to say, you know what, the fans really seem to like this. And we only just realized that in 2023. And quite frankly, I feel a little bit like I'm worried we might get Balin or something wins. And then they're going to be like, hey, well, that's great because we were going to do him anyway. But now we'll just pretend that we're doing it because we're listening to the fans. That's my worry is that what's going to win is.
1: Something they're going to make anyway. Well, I mean, the size of interest that looks like they're probably going to make. So I wouldn't want that one either. I would say I'm <sighs> like you. I'd prefer our fan poll to have actual figures win that probably wouldn't get made. But we have to. What, what is it called um, when it's timely around the same complacence? Not complacence. Um, I like a lot of people voting for Shin or Balin Skull because uh, Ahsoka is so relevant, new right now. I mean, whatever those guys, I would say anything that was released from the last year, we can only get up to number five. All right. So that would, after that, would be a, that's like you gatekeep all the newness out of that. So we, yes, yeah, so if they all get number five, number four, five down, we know people want them. But since they're so new, I would, I would, I don't know. It's a hard thing to do.
0: Yeah, it is. And there's people tend to like what what they see that i mean there's times where i watch the mandalorian and there might just be some background character and i'm like i want a figure of that character you know and i know they're never going to make it (laughs) they're literally just a background character but they look kind of cool and so i think a lot of people it's almost like an immediate gratification thing kind of like we want these figures when do we want them we want them now because the show just came out, but I just look at some of this stuff and I'm like, the more time goes by, the less chance there is for some of this old some of these older EU figures to ever see the light of day. There almost really has to be a big demand from the fans. And unless Hasbro says we're gonna make a fans choice poll, but we're specifically going to say it has to be old EU or it has to be, you know, a certain type of media like books or video games, it's going to be hard-pressed. I mean, Mara Jade did it, but Mara Jade, I would say, is within like the top five
1: of all EU characters. Yeah, I mean, we have Thrawn now. That was my EU character. That does it
0: for this episode of Kessel Run Collecting. Don't forget to visit Hole in the Ground Productions, where you can find over 100 diorama kits for Star Wars action figures and more as well as tons of prop kits for cosplayers and collectors. If you're enjoying our show, please leave a 5-star rating, and a positive written review is even better to help grow the show. Be sure to also check out Kessel Run Collecting on our YouTube and Rumble channels, because we do post videos from there from time to time. We also have a Facebook page, which is a good way to message us. Be sure to check out the show notes for links.